Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Down the block, Andrew John inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas. I hope you enjoyed time with friends, family, neighbours and whatnot. I hope you had a very, very good time. I hope Santa was kind to you. Uh, and I just hope all those that uh, maybe weren't overly looking forward to Christmas or you know weren't expecting a fantastic Christmas, I hope it went as well as it possibly could. Christmas obviously a great time, but it's not fantastic uh, for everyone out there. So I hope everyone had the best time that they could uh, and enjoyed time with friends, family whoever it might be. I'll be honest with you, it was a bit of a uh, sad Christmas period as far as rugby league goes. Um, yeah, some pretty sad events. Uh, we obviously had two deaths uh, within about a week. That was, um, yeah, pr- pr- pretty upsetting. Obviously, Carl Webb uh, passed away. He's obviously had, uh, you know, a, a pretty long battle that he's been facing that we've been um, watching from a distance and whatnot. Uh, and, of course, Troy Dargan, who died suddenly, who uh, Troy um, Troy might not be, uh, you know, a guy that people associate with straight away, uh, but he's a guy that I've always really liked as a footballer. And I, I actually spoke to him uh, the day he went to the Cook Islands uh, for that holiday. So uh, pretty close to home for that one. I've always really liked Troy. Uh, he's, he always had, you know, a uh, a lot of time for me, you know, I always thought he was a very good footballer and he bounced around a number of clubs, but I think you could see by the response uh, from the NRL players just how much of a good bloke he was, and I can vouch for that 100%. So a sad couple of days, and I thought I would just touch on uh, both of these two before we do get into uh, a bit of Supercoach chat and whatnot over the next couple of days, and we'll start with Carl Webb. Um, Obviously passed away the other day. Uh, you know, a long-running battle there that was pretty brutal to watch. Uh, you look back at the career on Carl, of Carl Webb and you just think, fuck, what an absolute warrior. Um, you know, r- rugby league, I think sometimes we underappreciate or sometimes we forget, and I'm guilty of this as well. I think sometimes we forget just how much of a brutal sport it is because we are so used to it. Uh, I know, you know, I obviously spend a lot of time with Kempi, and for him, you know, coming from a soccer background and not growing up with rugby league, when he came to rugby league, you know, he just said it was just mind-blowing to see the stuff that was happening on a regular basis and just how normalized 
sized it was in rugby league. And I think that, you know, people like myself, because we grow up, rugby league is just second nature to us. Um, it's what you play in the backyard. It's what you do on the weekends. Uh, the the brutality and the violence that's associated with rugby league, we just become used to it. And then, you know, times are by a million when you're, you know, the toughest guy in the arena looking to take everyone on in every possible facet of the game you possibly can. And, you know, that was Carl Webb, uh, an absolute maniac on the field. He was he was such a good player, Carl Webb, obviously a guy that played, you know, a lot of rep football and whatnot, uh, played for Queensland on a number of occasions. I fucking hated when he played for Queensland, to be completely honest with you. He was, he is just what Origin was all about. He was absolutely tough as fucking nails. Uh, played for the Kangaroos as well. I think he only played one or two tests for the Kangaroos, but I mean, to play one test, for, as I always say, playing one game of first grade is unbelievable. To play one test for the Kangaroos is mind-blowing. Uh, it is just, especially when you're a front rower like Carl Webb. And, you know, I look at Carl Webb and, you know, he was tough as nails, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't born with, you know, huge genetic advantages in my opinion. Like, you look at Payne Haas, the way that the, the body he's been born with and the skill set and the endurance and all that. Carl Webb was just tough as fucking nails. And that's sort of where it starts and where it finishes. A very handy footballer, but everything he did was just off determination and just pure grit. And that's what I love about a guy like Carl Webb. Played 187 first grade games. A huge knock, especially when you played the way that he played. And, you know, for a front row forward, scored 37 tries. That's a pretty damn good knock. Only Almost 40 tries in 187 games of first grade. Very, very impressive. Played in some damn good teams as well. I think... Um, I think for me, I always sort of remember Carl Webb uh, as, you know, the North Queensland Cowboys enforcer. He was fantastic up there. But, you know, debuted for the Broncos in 2000. Came into that side under, you know, Webke, seven receiver. Some of these guys didn't get to feature in the grand final that year. But, you know, three weeks out from grand final day, he was in that side. He was coming off the bench for them in the last few weeks of the regular season. Brad Thorne, Shane Webke, like one hell of a side to even get into the fucking top 30 of if you're a front row forward. Uh, played a number of games over the next few years for the Brisbane Broncos, remained there until 2004, uh, then made the move to the North Queensland Cowboys. And this is sort of where I remember Carl Webb sort of at his best. Uh, I always thought he was tremendous for the Cowboys. He was obviously there in 2005, that huge run where they went all the way to the grand final. He, of course, didn't feature in that grand final. Last game he played was in round 26 that season, uh, but he was such an important part of that North Queensland side uh, for a long period of time, five or six years there until 2010, and then 2011, he, of course, went to the Parramatta Eels. Not an overly successful stint at Parramatta, went down there, only played a handful of games. To be honest with you, I can't really remember how it all played out there. I would say injuries would have played a factor, uh, but Carl Webb, what a fantastic career, and I think that you know, I think we'll all always remember Carl Webb for sort of what he did after his career as well. Um, the way that he was in the public eye, the way that he was battling this awful disease, and just how much he's done uh, in the community. I think he's created a lot more awareness and whatnot. I think they raised quite a bit of money uh, and really inspirational stuff. And it just shows you, I guess, when you look at Carl Webb, tough as nails, fucking just could take on the world. Um, and, you know, at the age he's at uh, to have his life taken uh, by something like this. It just shows that we are we are not bulletproof. Uh, it can happen to anyone. So appreciate the time you have and appreciate the people around you. Um, as far as a career highlight for me, I think what he did in the State of Origin arena, I uh, just... Uh, as I said, I think that he really does epitomise what state of origin football is about. Played 12 games um, for Queensland. Uh, was fantastic in all of them. You go back to 2001, uh, made his debut 
there, played all three games there. Queensland winning that series 2-1. He scored a try in the first game as well. I believe that try that he scored there, I'm pretty sure that was that unbelievable try where he sort of scores in the corner. He's bumping people off left, right, and center. Very uh, fooey-fooey, moy-moy-esque from the 2009 grand final. Uh, and then scored a try in 2006 as well. I think that was a scrum play uh, where the lock forward, I can't maybe an Ashley Harrison, peeled off down the short side and found him back on the inside to go through untouched. Uh, but for me, it has to be that moment with Luke Bailey. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what year that would have been. I want to say that would have been around the 2005, 2006 time, I would say. Uh, but Luke Bailey... One of the premier front rowers in our game. One of the premier tough guys in our game. A very, very good player, Luke Bailey. A very tough player. Big boy as well. And him and Carl Webb just went toe-to-toe. And, you know, I actually posted that clip on Instagram the other day and someone commented and said, oh, you know, why would you show um, a clip of him being a dog that, um, you know, that's not really fair? And, you know, for me, I I understand where that person's coming from. I I see it very differently. I look at that moment in Carl Webb and go, you know what, yeah, Luke Bailey was on the ground, he put his elbow into him, but... Fuck, it's origin football. Um, You know, as we always say, rugby league, it isn't for everyone. Uh, We try and label rugby league as a sport for everyone. The reality is it's not. Uh, It is for the toughest of the toughest. Whether you're a front row forward or a fucking winger, it doesn't matter. It is for the toughest of the toughest. And if you're going to go into the origin arena and play in the front row... I mean, it, it, it's it's war. It is you do whatever you can do to get get over your opposition. And you know what? Carl Webby gave away a penalty. Fair call. Gives away a penalty. They have the tap after that. He picks out Luke Bailey again. You know, once again, not picking out a winger, not picking out a center or a six or seven, picking out the biggest guy on the other side of the field, taking him on and and getting that knock on. And then, of course, he gets on the ball. Brett Kamali, I think he goes for a one-on-one strip on the ground. Tackle was already made. Penalty, Queensland. So... You know, yes, is is Carl Webb, you know, putting his elbow into his face, you know, is the greatest thing in the world? Probably not, but it's origin football. And I, as a New South Welshman, I fucking hate Queenslanders. I, and, I, and in that moment, I hated Carl Webb because he won that battle. He got the better of Luke Bailey. He got the better of New South Wales. He won that in individual battle for his team. And sometimes, you know, you, you've got to break rules to do things like that. I personally don't look back at that moment and go, geez, Carl Webb's a dog. I go, fuck, I respect what Carl Webb did there. Galway put his balls on the line to go toe-to-toe, and it turned that game of football. It was a huge moment. It's just, and that's what origin football is all about, and that's what it takes to play in the origin arena. That's what it takes to be successful in the origin arena. So I, I will always remember that that moment for Carl Webb. And, of course, he had the cues shaved in the side of his head. I still remember what, what, watching that game and watching him run out and just going, oh, fuck. Ah, shit, here we go. This guy is fired up, ready to go, tough as nails, an absolute lunatic, and he is ready to go to war, and he certainly was. A fantastic player, Carl Webb. Very, very sad uh, how it played out, but I think Carl would want us to... You know, just take it as a little reminder to appreciate the time that we have and appreciate the, the, the people around you that you care about and that care about you as well. So rest in peace to Carl Webb, an absolute legend of our game, and he did a lot of fantastic things off the field in retirement, especially surrounding this awful, awful disease. So rest in peace to Carl Webb. Thoughts and prayers to his family. Uh, a very, very tough day for rugby league. Uh, the other one, Troy Dargan. 
Uh, really sad one here and probably a little bit more personal to me, to be honest with you. I remember 2016, 2017, I went out to, I think it might have been like Camden Oval to watch a trial game at the start of the season. Um, this is back in the days. This might have even been earlier then. I'm not sure off the top of my head. This is sort of back in the days where you'd sort of, you'd find out the results the next day. Like they weren't overly, you, you didn't really see much on TV and whatnot. A little bit on social media, but if you wanted to go out and get an, an understanding of how trials went, you actually had to go to them. And I used to go to quite a few of them. I actually have a feeling this might have been sort of in the early days days of Corey Norman arriving at the Eels. I feel like that's what I sort of went to watch there. Um, or maybe it was Mitchie Mo. I can't, I can't remember how it all played out. But I remember I was out there and I was watching this halfback play for Parramatta in a trial and just going, fuck, this guy's got a good understanding of the game. He's got good control of the game. Does he have, you know, a huge amount of upside and is he going to score three and four tries? No, he's not, but he kicks well. He understands the game. He, he's a good talker on the field. The guys around him seem to appreciate and like him and, um, you know, went and had a look, found out who the player was and it was a kid named Troy Dargan and I was always a big fan of Troy after that. I always thought it was strange that he bounced around rugby league and never really had an opportunity. Uh, obviously, you, you can see by... Um, by the outcry after he has passed away, the amount of players that had something to do with Troy. Uh, obviously spent time at Manly, Parramatta, South Sydney, also played in the Queensland Cup. So playing reserve grade, came across a lot of guys. He played a lot of rep football as a young kid as well. I believe he actually went to Knox in Sydney, which is a rugby union school. Uh, but he made the Australian schoolboys squad in 2014, which was an absolute stack side, by the way. I'll read you through some of the names in this side. Latrell Mitchell, uh, Brock Lamb and Jack Cogger, they, they, they were the halves from Newcastle. They were absolute stars at that point. Jacob Host was in this side. Jaden Braley, Keegan Hipgrave, Leilua, Luciano Leilua, uh, Nat Butcher, Jacob Little, um, you know, Tavita Cottrell, who was an absolute gun at that age, Harm Sele, Ray Stone, a very, very handy side. And of course, Troy Dargan was in this side as well. I don't think he could get the half spot over Jack Cogger and Brock Lamb because they were just absolute fucking stars at that point. Uh, but was a part of this side. A few games, he was the 14. So some of the games he started in the 7 and 6, uh, but I think Brock Lamb and Jack Cogger would have been the obvious first-choice guys there, as young as they were absolute stars. But, you know, Troy Dargan making the Australian schoolboys side there from a rugby union school in Sydney. Um, a very, very talented player. And, you know, he didn't really get too many opportunities throughout his career. I think he only ended up with a grand total of two first-grade games uh, for South Sydney. And if you were... You know, following Guru and stuff back then, uh, you'll know that we made a big deal out of when Troy did get his opportunity. Uh, he's a guy that I've always really valued. And, you know, even if you guys scroll back to just a couple of days ago, um, you know, he was down there at the Canberra Raiders. We had our Canberra Raiders sort of uh, big questions of 2024. And I, I think one of the biggest questions with the Raiders is, you know, who's going to be in the halves? Who, who's going to fill what spots next to Jamal Fogarty? And I sort of said, look, I wouldn't be surprised if Dargan does get an opportunity there because I think that they're lacking experience down there. And I think he'd just be a steady hand that would do a really good job for them. Uh, he's a guy that has also overcome a lot of injuries as well. I, I think if, if you have a look at a, a lot of the posts and comments by players over the last couple of weeks, that's very very evident. Uh, he's had a lot of things go. He had a lot, a lot of things go against him throughout his career. When there was opportunities or not, he was injured or just, just a lot of things that went against Troy Dargan. But I remember watching him years ago and really liking him. I started the Guru page. And he was always a guy that I kept in contact with, uh, probably spoke to him one, one, once or twice a year just to see how he was going, what he was doing next season. And, um, you know, I only spoke to him 
you know, the day that he was getting on the plane to go to the Cook Island, spoke to him that morning on Instagram, just sort of saying to him, hey, I've got a post lined up about you over the next few days. I think you're a smoker to get that 5-8 spot. How's it going down there? Um, you know, we spoke for five or ten minutes. He was loving it down there in uh, Canberra. He was enjoying the boys that were down there, having a really good time. And I genuinely think uh, Troy would have been a real smoky to, to get a shot there. So, um, you know, ha- had a post ready on Christmas Eve to post over the next few days. Uh, obviously, I have content built up sometimes, especially around the holiday period and whatnot, uh, and had that ready to go. And unfortunately, um, yeah, Troy passed away uh, over there in in the Cook Islands on Christmas Eve. So uh, really heartbreaking stuff, especially a guy um, – his age, just absolutely devastating. Only 26 years of age, uh, was moving down to the nation's capital to find an opportunity down there in Canberra, which I genuinely think uh, he would have found there as well. So um, devastating. And, you know, I, I didn't know Carl Webb, obviously, but Troy, I'd spoken to him quite a bit, uh, ran into him at the Beer, Food and Footy Festival. I think it was a few weeks ago and said hello and whatnot. And he quite often messaged me about random stuff to that I'd posted on Guru or that I'd said or whatnot. And, um, yeah, just really sad story. To be honest with you, it really rocked me um, when I read it because um, I literally had that post in my drafts and I'd spoken to him the day before. So, um, yeah, a, a pretty tough couple of days in rugby league, obviously. Uh, whenever we lose someone, it, it's very difficult. Uh, and, yeah, to lose two guys like that, uh, yeah, it's sort, of, sort of made for a really tough uh, a couple of days there in the rugby league world. So I just want to send my condolences out to the Dargans as well. Once again, uh, I think with both these guys, it is just so evident how much they were liked and how much they were loved by uh, the guys that they spent time with in the NRL community. Uh, the reaction was... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Very evident and very obvious that he was a very good fellow. And obviously, Carl Webb was a hero to a lot of people, myself included. Uh, Troy, a little bit le- lesser known, but you can tell by all the guys that played Reggie's with him, all the guys that played Q Cup with him, all the guys that featured in first grade squads, and even the Raiders boys, uh, that he'd only been down there for a few short weeks. Um, you can just tell the impact that he had as a person. And uh, I think that is the greatest credit to Troy Dargan. Um, yeah, very, very sad couple of days there, guys. Uh, I didn't want to sort of just let it pass on the podcast without saying anything. Um, cause to be honest with you, as just an absolute rugby league nut, as I'm sure a lot of you guys are that's listening to this, those, uh, those deaths over those few days really, really sort of rocked me to be honest. It sort of stopped me in my tracks. Uh, yeah, quite upsetting stuff. So, um, condolences to, um, the web and to the Dargan friends and families, uh, and rest in peace to, um, you know, it's two really good guys in rugby league that obviously had a very, very positive impact on the people they were involved with and the game they were involved with as well. And both uh, will be sorely missed. So rest in peace to both of those legends of our game.